Why don't you pray for us? Father, we pray for your spirit of illumination that you might teach us uh, more about glorifying you and you might fill us with your spirit to empower us to change that we might repent and, and do uh, and say uh, and believe in a way that uh, glorifies you, pleases you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs> well, um, Isaac's teaching about the Westminster Confession of Faith, so I thought I'd kind of piggyback on uh, the first shorter catechism question. Um, what is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Um, this is nothing original. It's too bad Rod isn't here because this came from his, his buddy John MacArthur. John MacArthur preached this in, in a series at Moody when I was a student. And I took all these notes because he he preached uh, like four messages. And then uh, he preached a message on, he preached three messages on glorifying God. One message on the will of God. One message on the armor of God. This is going back to 1977 or so. So, we know the question, what is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. Um, I forgot to put all the scripture verses on the first section. So, uh, if you got a pen, you can write them down, but uh, let's look at 1 Corinthians 10, 21. Yeah. And uh, Psalm 73. So, uh, these are the scriptural proofs listed for the catechism question. That our purpose is to glorify God and to enjoy God. That is contrary to what mankind has always felt is our purpose in life. Our 
Mankind says, our purpose in life is look out for number one, right? Uh, be drinking, be merry. Pursue life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Um, our world says that we're not creatures of God, here to serve God, but we're just higher animals to please ourselves. For so many years, whether it's 50 or 100, you know, the guy that dies with the most toys wins. The most what? Yes. You know, the more stuff you have, the better life is. So life is all about your comfort your happiness, your pleasure. Now, uh, mankind does temper that sometimes to say, well, we should look out for our fellow man. We shouldn't just be totally selfish because after all, other people are important. So, uh, even though we might say our purpose in life is just to exist and be comfortable, well, we should look out for the well-being of others. A life might, might not make sense. It could be absurd, but you know, even in absurdity, you can be somewhat of a hero and take care of other people. That's basically the existential argument. Uh, that's what <coughs> Jack Miller pointed out in that little book examining some great novels about a Christian worldview was different than the existential worldview. So the Christian worldview is summed up by the catechism that man has a purpose. His purpose is dictated by his relationship uh, to, to God who has saved him. Now, uh, is everybody on board with this purpose statement? What do you think? If you ask the average person on 69th Street or in the storefront, what do you think your purpose is? Is your purpose to glorify God? Most people will say no. They'll speak of some way 
of pleasing myself and maybe serving other people somewhat. Um, John Piper said that missions exist because the true worship of God does not exist across the world. And there's truth in that. Across the world, mankind doesn't worship God properly and therefore doesn't glorify God. So, uh, if our chief purpose is to glorify God, I want to spend some time and like, what does this mean? So let's read 1 Corinthians 10.21. 1 Corinthians 10.21. You cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of demons. You cannot partake of the Lord's table and the table of demons. Talking about idolatry and food sacrifice to idols. Yeah, again, I may have also, that might be the, there's a, also a verse that says, uh, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I think it's also chapter 10. I think it's 1 Corinthians 10. Um, ah, 10, 31. 31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. Okay, so uh, both statements are true. It's not idolatry. So, uh, again, I have a misprint. I'm very creative, but I'm poor at editing. So, so, this is one of the proof texts of the catechism. Whatever you do in life, do it with a purpose to bring glory to God your Father. It's not about my kingdom, but God's kingdom. Jesus said in Matthew 6, Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. But again, across the world, most people are about pleasing themselves. Their chief end is to satisfy themselves, be uh, successful, uh, be prosperous, have comfort and pleasure. Um, you know, perhaps you heard the story of the little girl that was asked this question and she said, well, obviously, the chief end of a man is his head. 
in his brain. Kind of a logical thought from a little kid. But this statement goes against the grain of what the world teaches. So uh, how about Psalm 73, 25 to 28? I in heaven but you, and there is none upon earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. Okay, so um, the psalmist is alluding to this fact that glorifying God is not this harsh condition. The God of the universe said, you will serve me and you're not going to like it. Uh, all throughout scripture the the believer recognizes the value and the joy that come from being in relationship with this God as opposed to the non-Christian, the non-believer who's under God's wrath. So what do you think? Is it better to be in relationship and enjoy this God or to be under his wrath. From your own experience, what's that mean? There's a lot of people out there with a very heavy heart and they just don't know why. Because they don't know God. Isn't that Augustine's statement that um, <coughs> God has created us for Himself? And uh, I don't remember exactly how it goes. no satisfaction until there's no rest until you find rest in God. Yeah. Yeah, that's Augustine. No different now than in the three hundreds. <laughs> You're watching the show about the Romans. Politics is politics at all stages. Okay, so yes, man, God, Adam and Eve were in relationship and could enjoy God. Sin broke that fellowship. And ever since, mankind has strive, been striving to find peace and joy and happiness. But mostly apart from a relationship to God. Uh, part of the fruit of the Spirit 
is love, joy. The Christian filled with the Spirit has real joy because his sins are forgiven. He has life, life abundant. He has peace with God. And I think all of us can recognize that my life before I trusted Christ was so different than after I trusted Christ. The relationship with God does bring joy. Jesus says in Revelation 3.23, I stand at the door and knock. He's speaking to his church, his disciples. I want to come in and fellowship with you. The psalmist says, the Lord is not just my creator, but my sustainer. The Lord is the portion. Yeah, he's what satisfies me. So, uh, do you know what time it is? It's 11.28. All right, well, let's stop there today. Um, that's the purpose statement of the catechism. So, um, the first uh, major point is, well, why do we glorify? God. And MacArthur gave three good reasons. Everything is created to glorify God. Uh, righteous men had prospered by uh, setting God first. And the wrath of God is on those who refuse to glorify. So there's a reason there's a why. But it gets confusing. Okay, I understand I should do that. But how do I glorify God? What does that mean? Does that mean I fall into a trance and roll on the floor in some crazy spiritual condition, you know. Um, so the first section is, why do we glorify God? And then there's 10 or so sections from Scripture how to do that. And uh, I forgot to put the Scripture for the first section, so I'll add that to it for next week. Yeah. I had them in my notes. and um, So we got some scripture to look up that gives us a reference point for why do we glorify God? Then there's scripture that shows how we glorify God. Father, thank you that this is our great purpose, not to serve ourselves, but to serve you, bring you honor and glory.
may we increasingly do that as individuals, as families, as a church, to honor your name, to serve you and your son, the king. Help us to understand this from scripture. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.